The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store, and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo is back, this time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play, and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Hello and welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host here, Ryan Gilbert, here on a Tuesday evening here in Philadelphia. We've got a uh, seven-game Wednesday slide here. Uh, no talent Jenkins here, but that means we get the professor this episode. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Joel Meyer. Yes, good to be back, as always. Um, yeah, not much going on here. I got the next couple weeks off, after all. Uh, I think my work thought that I was taking the whole month off or something because they told me to go home. So here I am <laughs> watching dumbass bowl games, uh, the Lending Tree Bowl or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun here. I like I like having the uh, this time of year off. I hate working around Christmas, so it all works out. Yeah, I mean, people take off around around the holidays anyway, and you had the World Cup. Now you got the World Juniors coming up, so you got plenty, plenty of action to uh, to keep you occupied. And as you said, these... These shitty bowl games that, that are going on. All right. Speaking of those uh, shitty bowl games, if you're looking to bet on them, make sure you check the Sports Gambling Podcast website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, got everything covered there. Bowl games, NBA, got a big Christmas Day slate coming up. Uh, NFL is getting into the thick of things, thick of the playoff race. Fantasy Baseball Podcast is uh, going on. Recording one of those on Wednesday evening, I believe. So be on the lookout for that. Um yeah, and make sure you follow and subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on Apple. That's sg.pn slash hockey. Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, for, the, for the giveaway, I'm aware you cannot give a uh, review on Spotify, so a five-star rating will suffice there, and we'll have the details uh, in a tweet later tonight and at the end of the show as well. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at hockey sgpn. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get into this uh, Professor Joel segment. Just get right into it. Sure. So I have uh, three points here. You can comment after each one. Um, we're going to start the how to tell series or, or uh, a bunch of ways of how to tell whether a so-called betting expert deserves to be called a betting expert. So the uh, the first most important one is to question whether the podcast host or writer or tweeter or whatever approaches the principles of betting or does he just stay on the outskirts does he continually explain the right and wrong ways to attack the sport or betting as a whole or does he fall for many of the myths and shortcuts that persist in the sports betting space the most interesting people that i listen to for instance do not simply provide picks they provide a 
a methodology, how to handicap games, how the market works. They explain things that apply not only to the particular sport they're talking about, but to uh, sports betting in general. It's it's not like uh, click clickbaity stuff, you know, like uh, here's this pick, here's that pick. Um, uh, it's more about the substance of it. Yeah, I, I kind of wish uh, Tylen was here for this because this is what we were talking about about uh, last night. And we were talking about the uh, his friend that you said if, if it's a losing bet, it can't be a good bet. And you're like, no, it can absolutely be a good bet. It, you can't be results-based oriented here. And let, yeah, I think that, that's a good point where you want to follow people that kind of know the markets. And not, not necessarily know the markets, but know the sport and know that, you know, especially hockey, it's long season. There's going to be ebbs and flows, going to be good bets that lose, bad bets that win. But as long as you maintain that same approach throughout, then you should become out profitable. And it doesn't have to be like someone explicitly saying like, okay, this line is priced this way because of this. Like, like we we all know how they move. But we don't like say that in our analysis. We like say, oh, it's back to back or on the road. So that's just all stuff that factors in. And also, as you're saying, with like podcasters being transparent and stuff. I mean, we're all in the positive for Lock Dog Total for the first time, quite possibly ever. And we're we're very excited about that. And how excited we are shows you that we're not fudging the numbers or anything. This is this is what's happening. We're keeping track of it, and and that's what you want to see out of whoever you're following. Yeah, it is a good sign that uh that these people use uh they they track stuff and you can keep track of it too uh as opposed to just like listing off a bunch of picks and then uh, just forgetting about it because <laughs> uh um then you depend on the listener to track it for you um then that brings us to point number two which is don't fall for narratives one thing a lot of casual sports fans do is they create a story for why a team might win its championship. It is a Cinderella story, a team of destiny, which even leaks into the sports betting space as a way, as a reason why to bet on a team. The Buffalo Bills, for instance, are supposedly due to win the Super Bowl, given how they've gotten better each year with Josh Allen and because of the way they lost to the Chiefs last year, in addition to their uh, sorry history in the early 90s. They're losing three in a row. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're, they're due, right? There's also the two-goal lead is the most dangerous lead in the hockey narrative which might actually be true this year with all the comebacks. But historically, it's only come up because people have a better memory for all the great games in which a team fought back for multiple goals to win than all the games in which teams with a two-goal lead won comfortably. Needless to say, there is nothing actionable in this kind of information. Um, but certain narratives can be useful, such as when a team might be more motivated to beat a team, like a revenge game, uh, like especially like a... a um, if a team beat them in a playoff game, like Paralyzed Series, like we're going to see tonight with the Lightning and the Leafs, that could be seen as a motivating factor for the Leafs. Or when a player might apply himself a little bit more when playing against his old team, especially when he feels hard done by, like uh, he wasn't treated right. Um, those, It's funny how often those, those players uh, just have outstanding performances against uh, their old teams. So yeah, uh, narratives should never be the main reason behind a hatting cap. Uh, especially when the debt behind the team does not back it up. Using a narrative in your handicap is like the plot in the book. It has to make sense in the greater context of the story. Yeah, it's something you said there at the beginning. You have the people try to create a story about why a bet should win. And like, that's not always necessarily the best thing. I mean, and you said narratives, some narratives do make sense. Like a player going back to play his former team, especially if he feels jaded in any way. You know, over the course of an 82-game season, players aren't going to give their 100% for every game. You, you just have to assume that. But you know th that there are certain games that where 
teams or players have circled on the calendar and they're going to make sure they get good sleep. They're not going to be hanging out with the boys the night before. They're going to be laser focused for that game. So sometimes narratives can play. And as long as there are other stuff to back it up and not just, oh, like you said, with, with the Bills getting better and better, they ha- they're due to win it. It's, I think it's more of a, a micro thing than a macro thing with, with the narratives because overall narratives are, are definitely bad bad to lean on because you know you could just look at how I said before that you know you can lie with stats. You can find stats that can back up anything, but it's just making sure you look at the right stats, the right narrative when it does factor in, just using it using the narrative as a piece, not as the majority of it. Exactly. And on a, a similar line, don't fall for trends, which aren't explained. Mm-hmm. It's common for the content creator to throw in something like, this team is 9-3 and three in the last 12 games against Western Conference teams. Without explaining why that is, without explaining why it's the product of an actual reason rather than just normal variance, it's meaningless information. You're better off listening to a talonitic trend, like this team is 1-6 <laughs> in the last seven games against teams with nature names, like the Lightning or whatever. These trends are always cherry-picked, too. The The stat is really 9-4, and four, of course, at best, because the trend picker had to find a cutoff that works best for his argument. It's confirmation bias. Now, if you can explain a trend, it's a different story. Last year, for instance, the Kings were the fourth-best team in the league, playing on zero days, zero days rest despite finishing 14th in the league in the overall standings. One logical reason for this is that both Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson were solid goalies, so there wasn't the same drop-off you'd find in most other teams. This is an example of how a trend might provide valuable information. Much like narratives, however, these trends have to support an argument. They can't just be the entire argument behind a bet. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And, like, you know, even when Talon brings up, like, their division record, sometimes I roll my eyes a little bit. But, like, division games, they are important games, especially for playoff teams. So if they have a good record in division and, you know, they're getting up for those games, they're not going to be steamrolled by by their uh, rivals there. And yeah, I mean, you brought up content creators looking for trends. I, I've I've fallen fall victim to that in the past. I do that sometimes, where it's just an easy easy thing to explain a bet, but there has to be something to back it up. Like last week, two weeks ago, we talked about how a team was like two and eight in their last ten games in Colorado or something, and you're like, oh, that makes sense, Lost. the altitude and whatnot. So, I mean, stuff like that, you've said it perfectly. As long as there's something else to back up a trend, and you're not just betting based off a trend of like this, this team is good on Tuesdays or this person, this person is good against this certain team. Unless there is that narrative, unless there's multiple factors to it, then you shouldn't just be going based off that one thing. Like taco Tuesday for LeBron. That's a (laughs) actionable trend. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We're Uh, done. But the, all right, all right. That, that, that's it for the uh, Professor Joel. Yeah, how, 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 I guess that's not even more how not to tell, just like how this is more of like a basics of handicapping almost to start like to think. I, no, I guess it is how not to tell. It's how not to analyze and, and make bets based off just Yeah, I'm trying to solo cut out the myths, right? The myths yes. that a lot of people use. Mythbusters so that, right here. That's the Myth, theme of this series. Mythbuster Meyer. Mythbuster Meyer. Yeah. Uh, so there'll be there'll be a few more of these segments as I, I think of a few more. I've got a bunch more coming up um, along this line. But uh, yeah, that's that's a good way to start it, I think. OK, and a, a good way to get your betting started is with WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. Plus, for the DGENs only, try your luck at WinBet's Parlay Wheel. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Limited to state availability. 
There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. They'll be 21 or older and present in the state where play is available. If you're someone who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget to enter the SGP mini helmet contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. And football bingo is back, this time for the NFL Christmas Day slate. Uh, I don't think it's a, a great slate on, on Sunday, so uh, stay entertained here with some football bingo. It's free to play, and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card. Enter exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, you ready to get into this uh, seven-game Wednesday slate for uh, December 21st? Is today Taco Tuesday? Yeah, it is. Yes. Yes. That's All good. right. Uh, we're kicking off the slate with, uh, let me pull up the odds here. That's the one tab I forgot to, to pull up to to read off of here. Most, most important thing, we started off with uh, Tampa Bay Lightning at the Detroit Red Wings. Tampa Bay is minus 165 road favorites. The Red Wings are plus 140. Over-under is at 6.5. Over is plus 100. Under paying off minus 120. Um, I was looking at this game, and, you know, when I was looking at the line initially, I, I forgot this was a back-to-back for Tampa Bay. Um, it's likely going to be Brian Elliott after a hard-fought battle in Toronto. So, you know, maybe lean to the Red Wings here, but I don't know if there's enough value there, a plus 140 or even plus 150 if you can get there. Because Tampa Bay has been playing great hockey. I mean, I guess their one loss in their last eight games was to was to Detroit in Tampa Bay. But they outshot them 46-24, so they, they played better. Detroit's lost uh, six in a row since then. So this is, I mean, we're kicking this off with with a pass game for me. I mean, I, I can't find value either way. Yeah, this uh, line moved pretty dramatically early on. As all the money came in on Detroit. Like the, the Lightning started off as like minus 210 or something. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, big line movement there. But now I think it's gone too far. I know. This is the 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 Iserman Bowl part two. Um, we were all over that in the in the Florida game, but now in Detroit here, uh, I don't think that that uh, I don't think that he can go on doing that indefinitely. So at minus one sixty five, I do think that there there's a a bit of value on the Lightning here, uh, without factoring in the back to back guy, the Lightning at minus one eighty six in this game. So. I'm not sure if I get there with the 21 cent move down to minus 165. So I I, I would lean the lightning here. Uh, obviously, Vasilevsky's most likely going to start, though for some reason he's not confirmed yet. Um, so yeah, I, I would go with lightning here, even with uh, old uh, Brian Elliott and Net. Um, yeah, the, the Red Wings they're they're not in good shape. I know they even in that that they pushed the Caps to overtime, but they were outshot like two to one in that game, so they they weren't mm-hmm. really in that one. Uh, so yeah, the the Red Wings are, are kind of falling apart here ever since that that Iserman Bowl. So give me the Lightning here at minus one sixty five. Here's a possible narrative play. Uh, Brian Elliott is seven and one this season with a three one zero goals against nine on two save percentage. Maybe uh, the Lightning play a little bit better, play a little bit tighter defensively with, with him there. So yeah, if if anything, I would bet the Lightning. Depending what happens tonight, we're, we're recording before the game starts, so you can't can't go based off that. All right, going down, other 7 o'clock game here. We have the New Jersey Devils at the Florida Panthers. Uh, game itself is in Florida. The Panthers are minus 135 on the money line. Devils are plus 115. Uh, they're on the second half of back-to-back as well. 
They're in Carolina tonight. The over-under is at 6.5, overpaying off minus 120. Under is plus 100. Uh, you riding with the Cats here? No. No, I'm Ooh. going with the Devils again. I know that uh, they're on a back-to-back and all that, and it'll probably be uh, Kier Schmidt and Nett. Though he's, he's been a fine backup, too. It's not a huge drop-off between him and Vanacek. And uh, it's it's not exactly a far trip down from Carolina. Eh, North Carolina down to Sunrise. I guess it's one of the longer back-to-back spots. Um, but still, oh, it looks I, like I Black, think... Blackwood's back for tomorrow, too. I'm not oh, sure if that's better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been off for a while. That's his first game back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, probably would prefer Schmidt. But that said, I'm still going to go with the Devils here at minus 104. Uh, but uh, it's probably closer to plus 115 after you factor in the back to back stuff. So, it, yeah, I'm going to take the Devils here at plus 115. I, I do think that the much better team, the Panthers, are uh, struggling of late. Um, they were they were getting blitzed by Boston for like four mm-hmm. nothing. They made it close with uh, some garbage time goals before the, the Bruins pulled away again in the third. So yeah, it's gonna be the Devils. They're just a better team. They've been a bit hard done by lately. I know they lost five in a row, but uh, they're in all those games or most of them anyway. And I uh, expect them to put in a good showing against the Hurricanes tonight, and uh, an even better one against the Panthers tomorrow. Going Devils. Yeah, and and what what were they and under six and a half at plus one hundred? I I think that uh, they could play some good defense and hopefully Blackwood isn't too rusty. Yeah, I mean I, I'm going the other way here. I'm on the Panthers uh, minus one thirty five at home after a, a tough road trip. You know they do typically play better at home, and they were probably a they got better as the game went along against Boston. There was also score effects and whatnot. But Devils back to back, they've lost five in a row. Could very well be six in a row against Carolina. Florida just won in New Jersey 4-2 uh, last week, over the weekend. So I got to go Florida here, minus 135. And yeah, I would lean to the under. It was a 4-2 game last time. Should be a, a bit slower here on, on a back-to-back for the Devils. So I lean under, but I did bet the Panthers, minus 135. At the uh, 8 o'clock game here, we got the Montreal Canadiens at the Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche, huge home favorites here, minus 275. On the puck line is plus 100. Canadians are plus 230. Canadians' puck line is minus 120. Over under, I got a five and a half here. Over paying off, minus 115. Under, minus 105. I'll throw this one back to you. I did not realize this was the next game. Yeah, this is another one where the line moved, particularly in the total. Started off at six. Now it's trending towards a pick them at under five and a half. So. That makes sense, though, because the Canadians are uh, having trouble scoring late, but they, they're still playing some decent defense. And uh, Samuel Montembeau has been one of the uh, one of the more surprisingly impressive goalies so far, taking over the starter's job from Jake Allen. And meanwhile, the Avalanche just uh, can't put the puck in the net, uh, missing their most uh, uh, promising or prominent playmaker, Nathan McKinnon. It, it's the the power play has been a grind, hard to get stuff going. It's been a uh, it's been all Mika Rantan basically, and uh, when he's not scoring, the team's not scoring. So that's that's why that the uh, Avs are playing all these under games. Um, like we just uh, had a, a nice grinding game against the Owls with uh, a one nothing shootout win. Don't see a lot of those these days, um, but I enjoyed it. But throw a goalie battle, and Yorgiev's playing awesome too. So yeah, I, I totally understand this move, and I still don't mind the under five and a half here. Um, as for a side. Uh, I have the Avs at minus 251, so right in between these two lines. So, 
I, I can't really advocate for that. But if I had to pick a side, I would, I would stick with the home team. Hope the Avs uh, continue this, uh, I don't know, impressively impressive defensive performances going into the holiday break uh, with the absence of their elite goal scorer, Nathan McKinnon, and and uh, a couple other guys, a bunch of other guys. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just give me the under and give me the Avs in small play and regulation. Yeah, I'm on the ads. I, I took him on the puck line for for even money. I got him at plus 105 even, but even money's fine. I think they can uh, they can win hopefully by two. I mean, they've played a lot of close low scoring games recently, but yeah, Montreal recently lost five one, five two, three two, four two. So I also like the under under five and a half minus 105. I'm gonna have to bet that one, but I I do like Colorado here. Maybe I'll uh, just go with minus one to get that insurance if it goes to overtime or a shootout. All right, going down to uh, 8.30 here, we have the Nashville Predators at the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Blackhawks are plus 155. The Predators are minus 180. Over-under is at 6. Overpaying off plus 100. Under is minus 120. Uh, another game here I, I don't really have any strong leans on. Uh, I The Blackhawks are a pretty awful hockey team. They've scored one goal or fewer in six of their past seven games, and they scored three goals in the other one in a 7-3 loss. So have not been playing close hockey whatsoever. But on the other side of things, I can't trust Nashville. They they lost uh, six in a row before beating Edmonton in overtime. So if anything, I'd, I'd take Predators probably on the puck line and just hope for another blowout loss for the Blackhawks. That just seems to be what they're doing recently. That seems to be the kind of team that they are. But these are technically rivals, right? Are they, are they kind of-ish a little <laughs> bit? So Kind of. Uh, yeah. Back when they were good, kind yeah. of. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Predators puck line would probably be my only play here. Uh, total, I don't have a, a huge lean. Probably lean to the under just because Chicago can't score. Yeah, the Blackhawks have overtaken the Blue Jackets and the Ducks for the, the worst team in my rankings. So, yeah, they are terrible. And they only seem to be getting worse. Uh, you know, Jonathan Tays had a nice start to the year, but that's kind of worn off and uh, nobody else has really stepped up. So they're just... Uh, can't even say treading water they're just drowning they're drowning <laughs> um drowning in uh what is it the lake lake michigan like uh, uh, uh i guess it would be lake michigan right like, like uh i don't know i think I so know. okay <laughs> my american geography is a little uh a little uh rusty i guess but as for this game uh, another one where the, the line moved pretty significantly for the preds here and it, it's gotten to the point where I uh, can't really recommend anything more than a lean on the Preds, maybe in regulation, small bet there, the usual gig. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing a little bit better lately. Still not a great team, pretty average, but they're a hell of a lot better than the Blackhawks. So if you want to play this game, I would I would say uh, bet the Preds in regulation. Um, yeah, can't really advocate minus 180. Not that confident. The Blackhawks are going to win some games this year, especially at home. And this uh, could easily be one of them because the Predators are not exactly an elite team. So, yeah, and I also don't mind that under either, under six at minus 120. Because um, the Blackhawks can't score, like you said. So I'm <laughs> co- copying your uh, your points there. But, yeah. uh, yep, that's that's where I'm sitting at with this game. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm not, my, my number uh, is at minus 160 for the Preds. So. Are you actually going to bet this game or is this just you're giving your thoughts for, for leans here? Because I'm probably not going to bet it. Well, I already bet the Preds, but a lot better oh, than this. <laughs> what'd, you get on? What, what'd you get them at? Minus 150. 
Oh damn, yeah. That's that's a good good find there. That's uh, another another point to make sure you're looking at, at those lines pretty early on. All right, going down to 9:30 now. We have the Edmonton Oilers at the Dallas Stars. Game itself is in Dallas. The Stars are minus 140. Oilers are plus 120. Over/under is at six and a half. Over paying off minus 120. Under is at plus 100. You got any uh, strong plays for this one? Um, not strong, but I I do say that the uh, the Oilers have a bit of value there. Plus 120. I'm at. Minus 127 for the stars, so not not crazy amount here. Um, but I do think that the Oilers are gonna are gonna threaten the stars' defense in this game. Uh, they're getting close, these Oilers. They're they're getting some bad luck. They're they're getting some goal scoring. They're they're putting the puck in the net on the net. They're just not quite getting the bounce that they did earlier in the year. But they're they're controlling play somewhat, uh, especially in terms of of how the Oilers play. You know, they're never going to be a great Corsi team, but. Um, they still have the number one power play in the league. So as long as they continue to capitalize on those chances, the power play chances, they will get through. I know the Stars uh, have a great power play themselves, or at least they used to. I haven't checked uh, lately. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind the over here either. Minus 120. Ottinger hasn't quite been the same goalie as he was before he got injured. And uh, meanwhile, the Oilers don't know how to play defense. Although they do have a uh, Stuart Skinner net. Yeah, I think he just got a contract extension. So he mm-hmm. should be up... Uh, Ready to go going forward. Maybe he has a great game for this this one. Um, so, yeah, give me the over six and a half here. And uh, lean to the Oilers as well, plus 120. I, I think that they, uh, they can sneak this one. Though I, I wouldn't be surprised if the line moves to the Stars here because they do have the better underlying numbers and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, the Oilers' power play is, is the best in the league. They've scored two power play goals in each of their past four games, uh, six of their past seven there. So, yeah, look for some uh, power play point props, not on Dry Saddle or McDavid, because that's going to be minus 125, minus 130, if not higher. But Hyman, Barry, uh, Nugent Hopkins can can sneak in a, sneak in a secondary assist Noosh there. Is on a heater. He's been yeah. uh, scoring goals for fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and uh, Dallas does have the eighth best power play still, but recently haven't been been too great there. So maybe, maybe yeah, maybe do into the Oilers here at, at plus 120. I, I don't have a strong play for this game. I know Dallas won the first meeting in Edmonton 6-2 over under that game was seven. So maybe lean to the over here at, at minus 120, but hopefully it's, it's going to be Skinner for Edmonton's sake. And Ottinger is also pretty good. So then you do kind of have a goalie game there, but uh, yeah, a whole lot of word salad here from me. I'm going to, I still got to lean to the stars. I, th- I still think they're playing better right now. Edmonton street, three straight, uh, four, three losses, maybe take Dallas to win by one or go to overtime. Cause I'm seeing a close game here. Uh, don't really have any strong plays or bets yet. One thing, uh, the stars are actually third in terms of penalty kill percentage. So that doesn't exactly bode well for the orders <laughs> over or the over. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's another, another soft play for me. This is a kind of a tough Wednesday slate here. These lines are pretty sharp. Yeah, this is this is not a good slate here, and like it's yeah, lines are sharp. Some some not too great matchups, and you know we usually only have three or four Wednesday games, so we skip it. We got seven though, so we, we're putting out a show for you guys. Uh, going down to the ten o'clock slot here, we got two games, two two more huge favorites. We got the Arizona Coyotes at the Vegas Golden Knights. Golden Knights are minus three hundred. Golden Knights on the puck line are minus one twenty. Coyotes are plus two fifty. Coyotes on the puck line is plus one hundred. Over unders at six. Over is minus one fifteen. Under is minus 105. Um, you have to find a way to to bet the Golden Knights here. I think uh, Arizona has been 
had a few wins recently, but they just lost to Montreal and Buffalo after winning uh, three or four there. Vegas has a chance to get back on track after really outplaying Buffalo, but losing that one. Um, I have Vegas minus one as part of a parlay with them, the Avs, and the Wild we're talking about next. So uh, I have that in a round robin. So that's going to be my uh, play for this one. And as far as the total is concerned, I'd... Vegas won 4-1 on November 17th. Could see a similar game here, so I would probably lean to the under, but not a play for me. I finally have a, a valuable, actionable bet here. <laughs> and uh, in a slate like this where the lines are sharp, not much going on, you sometimes have to take the greasiest stuff. We're going to back the Arizona Coyotes here at plus 250. I'm at the mm-hmm. Knights at minus 217, so finally there's... Uh, bit of breathing room there and in the space between my number and the line so plus 250 i think that there there's some value here the coyotes are playing uh actually decent hockey you know they, they didn't quite fall apart like i expected them to after their long road trip or during the long road trip they continue to play competitive hockey um even that loss to the canadians uh they were in that game they were the better team in that game uh until basically the third period the third period caps started to take over but the first two periods coyotes dominated that one and um they just got uh, beat by Montembeau, who, uh, like I said earlier, is having a fantastic year. And meanwhile, the, the Knights, uh, they're struggling right now. Um, Mark Stone hasn't been getting it going. Petrangelo is still out, I think. Um, I, think he, I think he came back. That was actually back. A, that was a cool story. It was not a cool story. I mean, it's a heartwarming <laughs> story. His his daughter had some sort of like lesion that like affected her brain. She, could, she had like no motor function for a while. And then he was talking about how now she's up back and walking and stuff. So good to see him back. Things are about bigger than hockey there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, maybe I'll have to adjust my line a bit, but I don't think that that takes me way off this uh, the game here. Because, uh, Jack Eichel's still out, and uh, the rest of the team's not really playing uh, great these days. Um, so, yeah, give me the Coyotes here at plus 250. You can also do plus one and a half, plus 100. I, I think it could be a close game. Uh, Coyotes, like I said, are being competitive. They're not just lying over for any team, and um, other teams are kind of taking them lightly. Uh, Knights should be up to this game after their their slump lately, but uh, you can't just uh, all of a sudden turn it on. Uh, it doesn't work like that. So uh, until they do turn it on, maybe after the Christmas break, uh, we're going to continue to fade them. So give me the Coyotes here, plus 250, plus one and a half, plus 100, and the under six at minus 105. Yeah, not bad value there. Uh, closing out the slate here, we got the Minnesota Wild at the Anaheim Ducks, as I alluded to. Uh, wild, huge road favorites. Minus 265. Uh, Ducks on the money line are plus 225. Both puck lines are minus 110. Overrunners at 6.5, overpaying off plus 100. Under is at minus 120. Uh, close us out here with this wild game in Anaheim. We're going to, hmm. I know the wild are on a bit of a bit of a heater. They're on a heater, yeah. They are. They are. Uh, and the Ducks are on a back-to-back, too. And then they're playing against the... The Kings, their rival, and we saw what happened to the Sharks after their game with the Kings Saturday night, and then they got blitzed by the Flames the next night. I think the same thing can happen here with the Wild coming to town. They're sitting there. They haven't played in a few days, so they're well-rested. And the Ducks, uh, I know they've been playing better lately, but they're still the Ducks and not exactly a a good hockey team. And I do think that they'll get their better effort in against the Kings tonight. I bet the Ducks uh, a little bit. So hopefully they win that game and then lose this game because I bet the the Wild here at minus one and a half. Not a huge bet, but uh, enough to get me to uh, 
to uh, get some action on this game. Uh, uh, the Wild, are, like I said, just playing some good hockey. They're more like uh, the Wild of last year. Their their metrics are better in terms of the course for percentage, expectables for percentage. So they're all in the top 10 in the past month. So, uh, yeah, I like the Wild to win this game by margin here. And the, the Ducks, they'll be playing. Is Gibson hurt or Stolarz? I can't remember which one's actually Gibson hurt. Gibson and Stolarz, looks like they're both out. Uh, oh. I'm not sure who's starting. They have Dostal and... Um... Uh, yeah, uh, the site has Dostal projected for both games. I don't think that's possible. I don't know who their fourth string is. Um, well, we got Tarasov in net for both Blue Jackets games. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, Ducks and Blue Jackets, they got a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's just, that just makes me like the Wild even more. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't mind laying that minus one and a half for this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there and, with you. And the, oh no. Maybe not the under because it's back to back for the same goalie. <laughs> so maybe not the total, but definitely the wild. Yeah, I'm right there with you on the wild. Just play, playing good hockey recently. Uh, they're fifth in expected goals for percentage in the last 10 games, up to 12th overall in the season. Anaheim is uh, last in the last 10 games and last overall this season. So quite a mismatch here. I think even with Minnesota on the road, the Ducks on a back to back without their top two goalies, if you can call them top goalies. Minnesota's won 4-2, 4-1, 4-1 in their last three games. So I don't see a reason why they can't win by at least two here. I also do have them as part of that minus one parlay of them, Golden Knights and Avs. So hopefully all three of those teams can hit and get a, a nice round robin win there. All right. Uh, quick thing here. If you had to pick one of these big, I mean, I, I, no, that, that's not a fun game because you, you bet the Coyotes. So that, that, that's, that's your pick. That's my pick. Yeah. What, 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 I was gonna say, which which big underdog would, would you pick? I mean, it has to be the Coyotes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be the only one. <laughs> yeah. No. Me, me too. I mean, it's 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 decent value there. It's it's not not a bad look. Um. All right. Anything else you want to touch on here? Any futures? Any World Junior futures you got before our uh, official show? Oh, uh, you know, I'm betting Canada and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you step past by Connor Bedard, like he went, yeah. he, like he went behind the net and passed out to Shane Wright, and he just pointed right at him. Yeah, the, the team's ridiculously, ridiculously stacked, yeah. and he is awesome. And you know what? There's a, another player in the same line. He's been playing in the second line. Like these guys are playing in the second line. And that just shows how great this team is. Uh, Adam Fantilli has uh, yes. starting to it almost threatened Connor Bedard. I don't he's not going to threaten him, but for real, but it just shows that he, there's a bit of chatter about him. Uh, just being almost as good as Bedard. That just shows uh, those two guys in the second line together. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be insane with the, and then there's the first line of uh, Shane Wright and co. So mm-hmm. yes, yeah, it's, it's a totally stacked forward group. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, however many players at the top of the draft are going to be i'm sure the flyers will have the, the pick after them just to get to the next to the bunch not the not the top guys but hopefully the flyers just keep on tanking tank along here and uh get connor bedard or Fantelli. um all right as i mentioned top of the show we have a uh, giveaway there's a 250 dollars in cash 100 dollars sgpn merch store gift card up for grabs uh there's gonna be a tweet to retweet Leave us a five-star review on Apple for two more entries and a five-star rating on Spotify for two more entries as well. Up to five entries. Uh, we're going to draw it probably around the Winter Classic. Hopefully have some special episode for that. So, uh, yeah, want to give back to our listeners here after a uh, great start to the season, uh, downloads-wise, locked out total-wise. Just having a lot, of t- a lot of fun here at the Hockey Gaming Podcast as we continue to grow. 
All right. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. And make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you your podcast. But that's the uh, SGPN app, too. SG.pn slash app. Good source there for shows, articles, picks, all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, that, that's going to be it. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at RGilbertSOP. I'm Bill Martin. I'm quoting Blue Velvet. Heineken. Fuck that shit. Pass Blue Ribbon. I got some more batteries. Yep. Yep. Better than Heineken. <laughs>